Jesus, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for bringing Joseph up to speak with us. Lord, just as we said in worship, Lord, that you would consecrate us this morning, God, that we would be willing to just listen and willing to just set ourselves apart, Lord, for you, for the kingdom, God, this morning. So I just ask that you would bless Joseph, bless his words, um, and bless our hearts this morning. Amen. Thanks, Jessica. All right. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> good. Thanks, Mama. Ah, yes. Good morning, indeed. I'm going to hide this. Uh, can I give this to somebody? Thank you. More real estate on the stand here. So I, it is my honor and privilege to bring us to an end in our sermon series on Sermon on the Mount. Wow. You guys believe it? I, actually, I don't even know how many weeks. It's been months. Months? Multiple months. Yeah, many months. <laughs> Many months that we've been um, just traveling on this journey together through Sermon on the Mount, um, and, uh, and we are finally to the end of the sermon. And so, praise the Lord. Uh, so, I'm going to project this presentation here onto the Chromecast and TV. Awesome. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, so we're ending here today. And uh, yeah, even as we were worshiping today, I was just thinking, wow, thanks also to, to Becca, my sister, and, and, and Janine, and, um, and Ian for bringing us that worship. But even that first song we were singing, you know, like from the inside, you know, as we were repeating from the inside, I was thinking, wow, Lord, like what better of a way to summarize this journey of these, uh, these chapters, a Sermon on the Mount that we've been traveling together through, the Lord has been taking us through. Um, what better way to summarize that is, is from the inside, you know, like the Lord is looking uh, for believers who worship Him uh, from the inside, from the heart, you know, from the heart. And that's kind of just the echo. Um, so today we're going to uh, finish up here um, with the last part of the chapter. Um, and I always like to do a quick review, but even, as my sister mentioned last week, I realized ah, we spend a lot of time on the, the full review. So, but just a quick, just on last week, just on what my... Uh, sister was talking about, so we, t- we talked about asking, seeking, knocking, so the, the Lord telling us that He's good to answer, that he, is, he promises that those who seek will find, all right, those who seek will find, those who knock, the door will be open. Um, and this, this principle of just not giving up, but persevering in truth uh, is, is a foundational for our walk as, as believers, all right? Uh, I'm always reminded of uh, in the Gospels, whenever the, uh, the disciples... Jesus always talked in parables, right? And so whenever whenever he would talk in these parables, parables being these kind of uh, these these almost mysteries, the disciples would would come to him and be like, "We don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> would you speak plainly?" You know, and uh, and one time Jesus tells them, "Blessed are you, for to you has been given the, the the secret of the kingdom of God." All right, and then they're like, "What are you talking about? We still don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> you know, but the secret the secret was that they asked that they asked that they asked. And Jesus said, to the other people, everything is in parables, and they don't understand. Because they heard it, and they were like, well, I don't understand it, and they gave up. They gave up. All right. But the disciples came to him and asked, they're like, what do you mean? We don't understand. And he's like, that's the key you asked. You're seeking. You're knocking. And it will be open to you. All right. So that's that principle. So keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. All right. um, touched a little bit on the golden rule. And uh, everybody in America, at least growing up, you know, you know the golden rule, like do unto others as you would have, a, have them do unto you, and, and that's like the playground rule that the, your second grade teacher teaches you, right? Because they don't want you to tear each other up on the playground. But the, the, the idea, the principle of that is, is, is actually unique, right? It's unique. That is, not, um, that is not human nature to do that, 
Right. So that is a, a revolutionary principle, um, and it comes from Jesus. It comes from Sermon on the on the Mount, and the root of that principle is loving others, loving others more than you love yourself, or as much as you love yourself. We don't have any problem loving ourselves, right? Like most people don't. We don't have tr- trouble like loving ourselves for the most part. A lot of people don't have trouble loving themselves. Some people do. Some people do. But it's usually pretty easy to love yourself. Sometimes it's easy to love yourself too much. Loving others as much as we love ourselves, that, that, that's hard. But that is what Jesus calls us to do, and that's what Jesus walked out and did. And the last part that sister kind of talked about was uh, the, the, the gate is narrow, the way is hard. Um, and, uh, and, and that is a sobering, sobering principle. All right, the sobering principle. All right, so, uh, and with that, we're going to jump into the last part of chapter 7 here, um, where Jesus gives, as a closing to the Sermon on the Mount, two warnings, and one exhortation, all right? So two warnings, two warnings for those of us who are, who are de- we, you, you've decided that you want to be a disciple of Jesus, right? So he, again, remember, he's preaching Sermon on the Mount to his disciples, the people that are following him on this mountain. And he gives two warnings. So the, the people have set themselves to walk out the Beatitudes, the fasted lifestyle, to live in, uh, to, to walk out love. And he gives two warnings, warnings about false teachers and false followers. It's a very sobering message and, for, and very good warnings for us to, to meditate on as we close to run them out. And one exhortation. All right? The exhortation is, is the wise man who builds his house on the rock and the, the foolish one who builds his house on the sand. All right? And so we're going to dive into that. First part is on false teachers. And so uh, if I could have somebody with a loud voice, Isaac, can you read chapter 7, verses 15 through 20 in your loudest voice? Not loud enough, Isaac. (laughs) Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Thank you, Isaac. It's his first warning of false teachers. And it's a warning that is true, especially then, and true for us now. All right, false teaching. How do we recognize false teaching? How do we know what false teaching is? And Jesus exhorts his followers to recognize that it is by watching their fruit. All right. There's a lot of theology out there. There's a lot of, of teaching out there. And to be honest with you, it's hard, like, you know, uh, to, to know, like, you know, man, what, like, do you know, like, the five pillars of Calvinism? And do you know, like, you know, all these different, most of us are not going to go to seminary. All right. And Jesus didn't ask us to. All right. And in fact, the, 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 I was reminded of, uh, you know, we, it's sometimes very easy for us to get into, like, man, the really depths of theology. And it's good to understand, like, theology and the deepness of, of studying the word and uh, hermeneutics and all these, like, big fancy words, right, that, that are out there. Uh, but Jesus said to the, to, the, to the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise. That thief didn't understand, like, hermeneutics or the five pillars of Calvinism or, or anything about that. But he knew that he laid his life down on the blood and the cross of Jesus Christ, you know. And that, that's like the pillar. That is the, that's the truth. And so while it's good to study all these things, it's hard. It's hard to know, you know. And uh, I'm always reminded that, uh, you know, throughout history, um, in the early part of, uh, of the church, back in early history, right, so like most of us know how to read, right? I think all of us know how to read. Do all of us know how to read? All of us should know how to read, right? We ought to... 
But have you guys ever traveled to a foreign country and all of a sudden found out you're actually illiterate in that language? It's a very humbling experience, right? You're like, actually, I don't know what's going on. So whenever I travel in Taiwan, like I know how to speak Mandarin, but I only know how to read my name, you know? So unless that sign has my name on it for some reason, or like one of the elements, one of the three letters in my name, I don't know what's going on, all right? So I'm illiterate, I'm illiterate. Walking around this country, I have no idea how to read or write. And in history, that was true for many people. In fact, most people, like in early history, were illiterate, illiterate, all right? So they didn't even know how to read, you know, the, the, the five pillars of Calvinism or any of these theological, they didn't know how to read, all right? But they could still love God. They could still love God, and they could still be followers of Jesus by adhering to the principles in the Sermon on the Mount, right? the Sermon on the Mount, to walk in love. All right. So, but it's easy to be led astray by false teachers because it's easy to hear really, you know, what, what um, it's easy to hear the gifting of people. So you have people who have gift of speech, you know, gift of, of talking, but without necessarily walking out in their life or having the true spirit of substance or love, that love, that principle from the inside. And it's hard for us to discern that, right? Because the Bible says the heart is so deceitful, all right? Man looks on the outside, but God sees the inside, all right? It's hard for us to see the inside. It's really hard. The only one of the ways that Jesus, keys, that Jesus gives us to do that is to watch the fruit in somebody's life, all right? Not just what the outside looks like, all right? Because we, we are very easy to get caught up in the giftings, all right? A lot of false prophets, the gifting of, of speech does not equate love, does not equate necessarily truth, all right? Uh, I, 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 my sister is a really good speaker, and she can cast vision like nobody else. In fact, sometimes I'm like, "Please, Lord, less, less gifting, <laughs> less casting, casting." I can't rally people to do anything. All right, I, I can't rally myself to do anything. I'm like, oh, I should work out. Uh, maybe I'll do it later. My sister can cast vision, and people like follow. I'm like. What, what's going on? <laughs> yesterday, like, yesterday, uh, <laughs> we walk up to the house next door, and there's, like, 10 people, like, doing, like, just, like, serving, and, and thank you to everybody who, like, served. Just amazing, like, a blessing. What a blessing. I walk in, Janine's in the closet, like, stripping purple paint out of the, out of the closet. I didn't even know there was purple paint in that closet, you know? <laughs> but my sister can cast vision, and, like, with her words, she's got a, a, a gift that I don't have, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not a good speaker, you know, I, 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 don't, I can't do that, you know. Um, but just because of that gifting, if she was not using it for the Lord, she could draw people to do a lot of things, a lot of things dangerously, a lot of things that, that, that could glorify herself and not Jesus, all right. And people do do that, all right, and people do do that. Um, and, and that's the warnings even early in the Sermon on the Mount where, where uh, Jesus talks about, why the, the Pharisees, remember he said that unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees, and people are like, what are you talking about? The Pharisees are like, they're it. They're like the best speakers. They know the Bible the best. They have the scribes. The scribes know everything. And, and, and Jesus says, no, it's about the heart. It's about their heart. All right? And so if, if somebody with the good gifting of speaking does not have the heart, and then you'll know that by their fruit. Okay. And so, you know, Politicians, yeah, politicians. Somebody who can speak really well does not necessarily have the fruits of love in their life. And the only way that you'll know that is not by just listening to what they say, but knowing their heart and watching their fruit in their life. And it's really hard to do that from a distance, all right? But um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, even with my sister, it's like, well, I hope nobody's following her just because she speaks really well, but because they know her, you know? Like, even, and, and there's people that live with her and know her. I've known her for 35, wow, 35 years. I know the fruit in her life. Not just, you know, oh, wow, she can really, like, cast a vision. She, like, really can, like, speak well. You know? 
Okay. Um, but so that's what to be aware of, because it's easy to follow false teachers. And in fact, even today in our social media world, it's even easier, right, to follow false teach false prophets. And and they say things are really good. Like there's like these little blurbs. I mean, everything is like now a short Twitter like a Twitter hit, you know, or uh, what, what's the TikTok? Yes, TikTok, TikTok. I'm looking for our kids. All right, yeah. So like short. How long is a TikTok? Is it only seven seconds? Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, I, I, I have a buddy who just uh, became the uh, like social media online pastor at a big church here in town. I'm like, bless you, because I have no idea what, the, what that entails. But um, so the, like everything these days is so accessible, you can get a lot of teaching that otherwise you would never have gotten, right? Like even the, the, the Romans are getting this letter from Paul. That letter had to travel like across the sea on a boat and, and somebody had to pull it over, like, you know, walk it over there. Today, you just hit a button and you can get teaching from around the world, right? So we have all this access. We have all this access. And while it's good to have access to all that teaching, you know what we don't have access to? is those people's heart. Right? We don't know those people. We don't know them. We don't walk with them. Uh, and, and so even if they might be good, we, it's really hard for us to tell. So to beware, to beware, to beware. Um, and in the early times and it, immediately when the, the church was new and the gospel had just come with the early church, well, some of the false teachers were some, were the Nicolaitans, all right, the Nicolaitans and, and, and Jesus warns about, uh, or Paul warns about them. Other apostles warn about them in revelation. Jesus warns, uh, the, the churches about these false teachers. All right. And one of the false teachings that the Nicolaitans said was that this is almost this universalism idea that like you can just get to heaven you know, anyway, you know, no, no, universalism is the idea that all the roads converge, no matter how, like, whichever road that you go on, that road will converge, all right? Oh, thank you. Um, and, and that idea is the opposite of what we were just talking about in the last slide, in the last part, in the last slide. The gate is narrow, the way is hard, all right? And so one of the, the, the early church false teachers, one of the main false teachings of the early church that was drawing people away is actually, they were teaching the gate is wide and it's easy. Okay, it is wide and it's easy. Um, but, and Jesus is saying, it's hard to see that. It's hard to see that unless you walk with them and know, watch their fruits, because it sounds good. And you can even use Bible verses to, you know, some people can use Bible verses to, to, uh, to reinforce that. You know, some people say, oh, Jesus said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's going to be easy. Jesus says here, it's not. All right, so it's a finer, finer point than that. And so if you look at just the words and if you're just debating just on individual Bible verses out of context, it's really easy to be deceived. All right. So just don't, uh, Jesus say, don't rely just on knowledge. Don't rely on, um, on, on just the false, pro on the teaching, but watch their fruit. And that's how you're really going to be able to see the true heart. All right. And to be aware of that, uh, that, that idea, anything that is opposite to that truth that Jesus spoke, that the way, that the gate is narrow and the way is hard, it is not true. You know, um, I, I love this quote from, from Paul Washer. Uh, he says, how many times have I heard evangelists say, it only take five minutes. No, my dear friend, it will take your life. All of it, all of it, all of it, all right? The gate is narrow and the way is hard. All right? It's not just uh, one prayer that five, takes five minutes, uh, but it's the commitment of living the Sermon on the Mount in love all your life, all the days of your life, from the heart, all right? So again, remember, the, the false teacher says the gate is wide, the way is easy. Um, Jesus compared false teachers to wolves because their ideas are extremely dangerous. They're dangerous to people's spiritual life because they convince them that the narrow way is much broader than what Jesus taught. They present the broad and easy way as the narrow way. They contradict the words of Jesus by presenting the broad road as the way of grace. Right. Um, so again, watch 
Watch their watch their hearts. Watch their hearts. Watch their fruit of their hearts. All right. Love fulfills all the law and prophets. All right. True spirituality is not only devout, but it's kind to people, and it speaks in love. I love this quote uh, uh, from Mike Bickle. Some people speak like an angel when praying to God, but speak like a devil when talking to the people who bother them. All right. So we only see like you know we only see in part. We see in part. But only God knows the heart. All right, God knows, sees everything. So it's so easy to be deceived. You know, I uh, remember there was when we first uh, bought this church property. When God first gave us this church property, the the, the pit out here it was actually gravel. All right, it was just gravel and dirt. Uh, just dirt. It was just dirt. It was just dirt. All right. And before there's this this beautiful parking lot here, uh, it was just dirt. And there's these uh, these uh, contractors who uh, who had come highly recommended from another church, um, and. Uh, one of their names was Delilah, so that should have been a, should have been a warning sign, but it wasn't. It wasn't for some reason. For some reason, looking back, should have been a warning sign. It wasn't. But um, but anyways, long story short, they, they ended up uh, deceiving and and taking all the money and not doing the work. All right, so a lot of money they they, they stole uh, from uh, and. Uh, one of the, the things is, though, that they spoke so well. When you met them, they said all the right words. They're like, oh, like they love Jesus. They like, you know, said all the right things. There was nothing, if you took a fine tip comb and, you, you, you know, you wouldn't be able to theologically pick out, they're like, oh, like, well, they believe this and that, so they must be wrong. Or they must be good because they're, they're theologically, they believe the same things and this and that and that. You can't tell. You couldn't tell. You wouldn't have been able to tell, all right? It's only by the fruit. But, you know, one, one sign um, that was, uh, wasn't just, wasn't, able to be picked out in their theology or anything like that. But one thing was that they spoke differently um, to, to other people. So there is an example of this. They spoke differently to the pastor. They would give a lot of honor than they did to, to some of the members of the church. All right. They spoke differently. All right. So, you know, they'd be really kind and nice to the pastor and, 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 and lots of praise. But then when talking to somebody else, they, they, they were not full of grace. All right. That's the fruit. That's the fruit. That's the fruit that you got to be looking out for. All right. Um, but it's so easy because it's easier to just pick out on like things on theology, pick out on um, testing people not by their fruits, but by you know nitpicking theology and things like that, um, and, and also based off of rumor and hearsay and gossip. It's easier to to, to judge people based off of that instead of the fruit in their lives. Um, we can only test or know a ministry by its fruit, all right, their words and their deeds. Um, and if we judge people based off just what we hear and say, that's, that's judging not in love. That's judging based on our, I'm more self-righteous or better. We talked about earlier about judging rightly. And, uh, and, and Jesus is saying judge tru- in truth, judge based on their, their fruit. All right. So beware of gossip and rumors. Look to their fruit. All right. Um, I had a conversation with a guy once um, where uh, y- you know, he had a lot of opinions about other ministries. Like not even in the state, but like on the other side of like the country or like, you know, like, and he wouldn't, uh, his decision is that based off of like what he could tell or had heard about them, he wouldn't sing certain worship songs that come from that church just because he didn't like their theology. All right. But he'd never met a single person from that church. He didn't know anybody from that church. He never actually listened to a message from, from any of those pastors. He'd never met those people or walked with those people, but he had a lot of opinions about them, a lot of opinions about them. And, uh, and while we, again, we talked about judging in truth and, and we're called to call out sin, the things that he was offended by were like things that are like not that controversial in the church, really things that people have disagreements on, but they're not essentials. And, I, and my sister always brings up this quote, and it's from a, a German theologian, and, um, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity, all right, in all things, charity. And the charity is an, almost another word for love, all right? And so... Um, 
And today's age, we were talking about social media, and we have all this access to all these different teachings. You know, it's easy to judge based on just, oh, this this ministry looks great. They've got good videos. They've got like great worship songs and things like that. But it's really hard to know their fruit unless you you walk with them too. So while it's while we won't want to worship them or or hold them high just because of those things, we also don't want to just judge them based on those things either. All right. So it's easy to fall on two sides of that coin. All right. Either we judge them based off of not fruit or worship them based on things that are not fruit, all right? So be careful not to lift them up for things that are not fruit. Be careful not to judge because of things that are not fruit in their lives, all right? Um, so this is not love, all right? Um, and again, going back to judge me, judging, uh, it should be a warning to us because in judging, we talked about how the same way that we judge others, that's how God is going to judge us, all right? So if we judge critically based on hearsay or rumors or things like that that are not fruit, well, we will be judged similarly, all right? So we want to be um, those who, who walk in mercy, all right? Um, you know, I, another thing that uh, th- this guy was having a conversation about, he was, judged, he, he was very critical about another pastor who, again, he'd never listened to or, or watched their messages. And I was like, I've never listened to them or watched their messages either, but I'm not that concerned about them because they're not in my you know, circle. Of, I, I, I don't need to have an opinion about them. But his main thing about them was that he was like, you know, he sells tickets to go to his church. I was like, that can't be true. And we looked it up. It wasn't. All right. So it's like, be careful about like uh, things about in the world. And the other thing he was like, and like, you know, he's got a lot of money, it seems like, but he never gives that money away. If somebody's giving money away and you know about it, you should be worried. All right. So if they're giving money away and you know about it, that's the exact opposite of the Sermon on the Mount. All right. So you should hope that you don't know about anybody giving money away. Right. And when you give money away, again, Jesus said, give money away, let your left hand not even know what your other hand is doing. All right. So anyways, that was just an aside. I thought that was kind of, so, all right. Um, And then, and and, in this in closing, I think uh, when we judge, judge people and judging them rightly and being careful about false teachers, again, let's not, let's be wary about who we call false teachers, but also um, that we judge them rightly on their fruit. And then also when we judge, are we, uh, is it something that you would not break bread with that person? Even if you avoid them, like I had a friend who avoids, again, songs from a certain ministry because he's like uh, against them. It's like, are you going to avoid them in heaven too? Like, are you going to like not talk to them in heaven? Are you going to like cross the other side of the street? Is this something that like, because you're going to spend eternity with these people. Is this truly something that is, is, uh, is that offensive to you? And is it truly offensive to God? And if it's not fruit, you better be careful that it's something that you're judging on. Okay, so. Um, anyways, so again, the fruit. Because it's not about just about what the words that they say, but their heart. Again, going back to the heart. God sees the heart. We, we oftentimes lift up people who are really smart and, and get, know the Bible really well. Uh, I think about one person, full confession. I liked Ravi Zacharias a lot in, in college. You know, he, and his ministry helped my faith. Uh, Ravi Zacharias was an apologist, a really smart teacher, um, and, uh, and he spoke truth and from the word. But, the, but in actuality, he was living in, in depraved sin, all right? He was uh, in sexual sin, okay? And it came out after he died, all right? Um, and uh, so the fruit in his life, I did not know, okay? I didn't know, because I didn't know him. I didn't know him at all. I didn't walk with him, and, and very few people knew, but some people did. But if you just look at his words, 
The, the, the words were true, but he did not walk it out in his private life. All right, so to be careful with just the words, because the words that he's spoken were true. Spoken were true. You can read his books and not find anything wrong theologically with it, but his heart was not right. And so God calls us, he's, he's false. Um, Satan, when he tempted Jesus, he actually quoted the Bible. Right? He quoted the Bible. So just because somebody knows more Bible verses than, has memorized more Bible verses than you, does not mean that they're walking closer in love with Jesus. All right? Does not mean that. All right. So watch the fruit. Watch the fruit. Uh, what are the fruits? What are some of the fruits that we can be watching out for? All right. And so in Galatians, Paul lays it out very nicely for us. So Galatians 5, 22, 23, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. All right. So again, you know, like even Satan quotes the Bible. Satan knows the Bible probably better than all of us. Right? He knows what the verse is there. He's memorized more of them than all of us. But if we do not have love, all right, if we don't have love, it's nothing. All right. So it's the fruit that matters. So again, if somebody says something that is true, I think I've used this example before. Somebody tells me, Joseph, you need to lose weight. All right. My mom tells me that all the time. All right but she says it in love. Versus if somebody else came up, if, like if like Weibo came up to me, Weibo's thin, he's in the prime of his youth, he's healthy, he's, you know, he's, he's not obese. If Daniel comes up to me and is like, man, I'm, I'm like in shape and, and, and much thinner. Joseph, you need to lose weight because I'm better than you. It's not in love, right? So even if he's right, even if he's right, and medically like, yeah, I could lose some weight. He's right, objectively. But if it's not in love, then it's not, you know, it's not done in truth. All right? It's not gentle if he doesn't do it in patience and in kindness and in goodness. So that's the rubric. That's the rubric through which we must assess everything. Is it, is it love? Is it love? All right. So watch the fruit. See if the fruit of which even the truth is spoken, spoken, is it spoken in love? Is it spoken in peace? Is it spoken patiently and kindly? Is it spoken in, in, in gentleness? All right. So that's how we judge all right, based on the fruit. So not only do we judge based on the fruit, judge others based on the fruit, okay, but we should judge ourselves based on fruit as well, okay? Judge ourselves based on fruit. Are we producing fruit? Uh, in, in, um, uh, so we want to bear fruit in keeping with repentance, all right? Uh, so uh, in John chapter 4, when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, um, he promises that there is a time coming, and the time is now, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. All right, the God, God is seeking people who's worshiping spirit and truth, not just in truth of theology, not in truth, which is important. All right, truth is important, but in spirit as well, the heart, the spirit, what's in inside. Okay, and we also must bear fruit in keeping with repentance. So uh, John the Baptist, before Jesus started his ministry, John's ba the Baptist ministry was about repentance and bearing fruit in, in keeping with repentance. Uh, this is uh, in chapter 3 of Matthew. When John the Baptist saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, but bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not presume to say to yourself, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able to raise up from these stones, is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, does not, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. All right. So this is for us. This is not just bearing, watching out for false prophets. It's watching out for falseness in ourselves. Are, are we bearing fruit in keeping with repentance? Um, the Pharisees were coming out to do the religious thing. They were going to get baptized, right? They were going to do the religious thing. And a, and a lot of us can walk in religious ways and outwardly appear to have religion um, and, and walk in truth. But if our hearts are not in the right place, then we're, we're false, just like the Pharisees. So we have to walk it out and walking it out 
the ex exhibition of that would be bearing fruit, all right? bearing that fruit of, of peace, of joy, of love. So this, and that is actually the second warning that Jesus has. Uh, that remember, we, have, we talked about what first warning was against false prophets or false teachers, and the second warning is against false followers. All right? And this is sobering when I read this, uh, this passage. So back to Sermon on the Mount, the second warning against false followers. Uh, Isaac, can you read that for us? We'll go back to Isaac in chapter 7, 7 to 21 through 23. Thanks, Isaac. So in this passage, it, it's sobering for us as believers to see that there are people that at the end of the day, when Jesus comes to judge, who will say that, who did marvelous works, had huge ministries, prophetic, miracles, said, Lord, Lord, in the public sphere, but will find out that did not live it in their private lives. And even again, the Ravi Zacharias is an example of that. Huge ministry, all right? We've already revealed after his death that he did not live it out in his private life. And let that be a sobering call to ourselves to, to evaluate. Do I say Lord, Lord in the public sphere, but do I live it in my private life? Do I live it in my private life? All right. Because Jesus warns against being a false follower. All right. In the next passage we're going to read, he warns about just being a hearer of the word and not a doer. All right. So it's not just those who are publicly say Lord, Lord, and those who do great works or serve a lot or, or, or um, you know, uh, exhibit righteousness on the outwards, but it's those who know Jesus and do the will of the Father in the private, private, in their private life, all right? That's a true follower. And again, going back to it's from the heart, from the inside, like we were singing. It's from the inside. It's the heart. That's what God is after. That's, he sees those who worship in spirit and in truth. All right. And again, I, I'm very sober by this passage because again, it says in verse 22, many, it's going to be many, many people, many people. Um, and so, you know, it, it's, that's, that's my prayers. I got it. Let that not be me. Let that not be me. All right. Because many, it, the, 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 the road is narrow. The road is hard, though the gate is narrow. All right. Many will fall away. Um, and, you know, even as uh, I, I'm so blessed by, even last night was thinking about how blessed I am that, you know, we have uh, a body of believers and, and brothers and sisters. It's like uh, me and my mom are moving in this house. It's like, man, people came out and like served us and washed our feet. So blessed, you know, so blessed. And, uh, I was thinking, it's like, why? Why are they here? <laughs> why are they here? We, 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 you know, our church ministry, I love our church body. And, uh, but from the outside, you know, like we're, it's like, we're, we're a small church. And, and you know, I, I don't have the gift of you know, speaking. Nobody's listening to my messages on, on TikTok. Or, I don't have a TikTok. But, you know, nobody's like, I don't have like a million followers. And uh, I don't have a cool Instagram. And, uh, you know, like our, you know, it's not like we have 100 million hits and, you know, on, 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 on YouTube or something like that. And we don't have a great, you know, beautiful children's ministry or, or, or things like that, you know, all the things that people look at, look, you know, look to for, you know, sometimes the mega churches and, and not saying that those things are bad. In fact, there's, there's some of them are, are, are very good and can be used. And, um, but there's nothing on our outward appearance that would be like, oh, people are like, yeah, like that's a cool church to belong to, you know, like this hip church, um, hashtag FHL, you know, like, uh, but I hope, I hope, 
and, and my prayer is that because it is not because we 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 do a lot of miraculous works. We, we, you know, I, I I don't you know I haven't healed anybody recently. There's not like a giant miracle other than the piano. That's a miraculous that you know like people aren't following because of the giant outpouring of you know miraculous works. They're not following because of um, you know just uh, amazing you know outward uh, programs and, and things like that or or good marketing. Uh, my, I hope, and I think it's true that that all of us are here um, because of the love, you know, the true love of walking out in in public and in private. And that when there's only one or two people here in the prayer room loving on Jesus and seeing that truth of people love Jesus. They may not be really good at marketing. They may not be really good speakers. They may not <laughs> like be good musicians either. Uh, <laughs> well, this past week I, I hit the drum machine by accident on on the way up, on the way up to the, to the worship. I was offbeat for a lot of it. So, you know, nobody's here because the music's really good, you know, uh, at least when, when I'm worshiping. But it's, it's because of doing the will of the Father in the private, in public and in private, in spirit and in truth, all right, and knowing and loving Jesus. And I hope and I think that's, that's true. All right. um, and praise God. And may God give us, you know, like, you know blessings in, in that regard, that we, we certainly can grow in a lot of those areas too. But the foundation, that pillar is um, is loving God from the heart in public and private in spirit and truth. All right, and that's where we we close this this sermon on the mount. All right, that's the pillar on which Jesus calls us. That's the rock on which Jesus calls us to walk out our lives as followers of Him. Is to walk it out in spirit and truth, building on that pillar of love in that private sphere all right? um, when nobody's watching. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, this is the sermon on the mount, um, uh, and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. All right, who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine but does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell and great was the fall of it. We're at the end, you know, the end of these couple of weeks, months of reading this and studying Sermon on the Mount and this, this is, this, is, this is it. This is the moment. This is uh, the moment where we decide, boy, we heard a really good message, and then we move on. Or we, we say, boy, that was the, the, we heard the truth, and I'm going to walk it out. I'm going to walk it out. All right. It's hard. It's hard. Jesus said it, promised. It's going to be hard. The, way is, the, the gate is narrow. The, the way is hard. All right. But we have to be, he says, be wise. The wise man hears the Sermon on the Mount and does it. Does it. Doesn't just hear it. And says that was good, and doesn't, and and then and then forgets it. All right. James talks about this. James says, "Do doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For and even one is a hearer of the word, and not a doer. He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. And this one will be blessed in what he does. That's how to be great. That's how to be wise. That's how to be blessed." is to continue in it, all right? So we've heard it, we've been studying it, we've been, we've been meditating on it. Let's not forget it, all right? Let's commit ourselves today to not just say, all right, we got through it and I've got it now, but to continue to walk out, serve them out, continue reading it, meditating on it, all right? To be doers, not just ones who have heard. Everybody in this room is a hearer. We've all heard it, all right? Now we have no excuse not to walk it out, to be a doer of the word, all right? Because that's what the false prophet does. The false prophet speaks truth without love, the false followers practice religion without love. The true follower speaks and acts in love in spirit and truth. All right. So not just to be a hearer, but to be a doer. All right. 
And again, the, the, the heart of it is love. Do we really love the Lord? Do we love Jesus? Then we will walk out, not just here, but walk out Sermon on the Mount. Walk it out. All right. Um, again, it's, it's about love. It's about doing it from the heart. All right. Doing it from the heart. Because if it comes from the heart, then it'll bear fruit. And that bearing of fruit will be to continue walking out Sermon on the Mount, to do it in love. Um, and as we were singing, it's from the inside, to do it from the inside. All right. I, I want to finish by reading uh, 1 Corinthians 13. All right. um, and again, I, you know, the, I think the sum of all the, Jesus said, the sum of the law and prophets is love. All right. Love is the sum of the law and prophets. Every, every law, every, every instruction, all of it is, is centers on walking it out in love. All right. And uh, what better passage on love than 1 Corinthians 13? And, you know, unfortunately, we almost only always hear, the, only hear this passage at weddings, right? Like, this is, like, the, the wedding passage. Um, but, unfortunately, this, and while, like, marriage has to have, like, walk out in love, it, that limits it to just marriage. This is the love that is not just limited to marriage. This is the love that Jesus, that is from Jesus, that we walk out as every believer, married or unmarried. Um, this is the love that we have to walk out from which we, we do Sermon on the Mount. So I'm just going to read 1 Corinthians 13. And again, remember, the, the essence of Sermon on the Mount is not on the outside. God sees the heart. All right? We see the outside, but God sees the heart. If I speak in the tongues of men and, or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we only see a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. All right, the greatest of these is love. Right. So Sermon on the Mount, the greatest of these, the sum of the law and prophets is love. It's not great works, prophecy, tongues. These are all good things. All right. But even the false prophets said that, or even the false followers had that. All right. And Jesus said to them, I did not know you. Depart from me. Depart from me. I didn't know you. We have to walk out spirit and truth in love from Sermon on the Mount from the inside. All right. So let that be a challenge to us here to not just be the hearers who have heard great teaching. You know, thank you to you know, my sister Priscilla, to, to Becca. Thank you for great teaching. All right. But that's only the beginning, All right. to be hearers. But to walk it out in love is to be doers. All right. So let's spend some time to meditate on that and to set ourselves to do that. All right. To set ourselves to do that. Um, and if uh, you can call Sister up to, to lead us in a, in a song, I just want to spend some time to, to pray and to do that, to set ourselves to commit to be doers and not just hearers. All right. Would you guys join me in praying? Let's just take a few minutes here and let the Holy Spirit move in our hearts. And if, it is, is, if after hearing this teaching on Sermon on the Mount, your heart is moved, and I hope that it is. And if your heart is sobered, and I hope that it should be, 
to hear that many at the end of the day will say, Lord, Lord, um, man, that, that convicts me. Like, God, I do not want to be one who just says, Lord, Lord, um, or even to have a big ministry or to have you know, lots of followers or to have um, a great outpouring of miraculous works. Um, but if I don't have love, if I don't have love, it's nothing. So let's set our hearts to let the Holy Spirit convict us to be those who are doers, to walk out in spirit and truth, the heart, the love that is essential, that is central to Sermon on the Mount, to following Jesus from the heart.